There will be no pre-match handshakes between teams, um, and the Premier League have said for the foreseeable future. Uh, how do you feel about that? And what advice is there for managers? Are you happy to shake hands with Chris Wilder before the match, after the match? Yes, I will definitely shake hands with uh, with Chris Wilder because I think it's it's important to have a good balance on on the one hand to to trust our specialist in, in this topics in this topic coronavirus and and also to be to be careful and uh, to use everything in order to um, yeah stop the increasement of this uh, of this problem. But on the other hand, also not to panic too much. So I think it's uh, it's important to be there with a good balance. But I totally trust uh, the specialists in this topics, and for that, I will shake hands with Chris Wilder definitely. And um, but I think it's also right, probably the right decision. Uh, there's no shake hand perhaps before kickoff, and and yeah, pretty sure. So after after the game, probably everyone. Uh, yeah, and you know, we we'll forget about this and we'll shake hands. So for that, yeah. So it's it's perhaps a bit more a sign that that everyone is sensitive, sensible, and 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 uh, takes care for this uh, for this topic. But I don't think it has a massive effect. So for that, uh, it's it's a contact sport, football, and and for that, yeah, I don't think it has a massive effect. Do you players will still celebrate in the way that they would like to? The way that they have if we win, if we score a goal, uh, then probably yes. Uh, it's perhaps not so much a topic uh, when you lose or something like this, but um, yeah, for that, yeah, football is about emotions, and I think you can't can't stop everything, of course. But it's it's also important to be a bit be a bit careful uh, at these times, and uh, also at the training ground. So we we always try to to trust our uh, our specialists, our, our physios, our dogs, our specialists in these topics, and I think it's quite important to do this. In Italy. This weekend and for the rest of mm. this month, matches will be played behind closed doors. Mm. How do you view the prospect of that happening here? Yeah, it would be of course uh, disappointing. Yeah, because because we play football for fans and, and football without fans, uh, it's 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 not the great stage and it's not what we what we want to. Um, if it is uh, such a big problem, I think in Italy is is much worse than it is here at the moment. Then perhaps you have to accept such a such a decision. But in in general, so there's always like when when there is uh, when there's a game without uh, without fans, it's always I think horrible for football. Yeah, because we we play football for fans and not just uh, about results and and. Build from the business point of view and for that yeah hopefully we can avoid this but we, we have to wait how it develops over the next week do you need your fans given the, the situation that you're in to get out of trouble do you need them Yes, of course, and uh, I think the last game was a was a perfect perfect example. Yeah, how much fun and joy football can also spread over. Um, yeah, more like the whole community, and it was great, a great win at Tottenham, and we wrote a little piece of of history for this club. Uh, first time that we allowed since 28 years to go into the quarterfinal, and that everyone was happy and dancing and celebrating. And this this why f- what football is all about. Yeah, to 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 make people happy, to to yeah also like to to celebrate together. Yeah, sometimes also to to be disappointed together but to get the people together and uh, about this unity and togetherness so that's this why we play football why we have this togetherness yeah otherwise you have to choose an individual sport in order to have other experiences just for yourself but football is about the team and also to uh, to be a team with your with your supporters and yeah we definitely need our supporters that was midweek the previous match was a win over Leicester here you are what 10 Premier League matches to go Do, do you sense that those two matches that you've just had have made a, a big difference in terms of 
confidence and the self-belief uh, within the squad. Mm. Yes, a win is always good for, good for the mood and for the confidence. And back to back back wins uh, even even better, and especially against such good sides. Yeah, Leicester, top class side, and um, yeah, cup victory over over Tottenham. Also, like in 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 this manner, yeah, with the story of the game. So also in the in the end with the dramatic penalty shootout. Yeah, it's always great for the for the mood and for the confidence. And we'll go right now with this mood and also with the spirit into uh, into the crunch time period of the season. Yeah, and everything is still possible. Yeah, we, we are still in a, in a difficult position. Without any doubt, it will be a long road to um, to make sure that we are also allowed to play in the Premier League uh, during the next season. But we'll try uh, everything in order to make this little miracle happen. 21 points at the moment. How many points do you need to stay up? I don't know. We know that we probably need to come as close as possible to, to 40 points. I think in the recent uh, seasons... It was always like 38 point or something was was nice, but could also be that you need more uh, during during this period. So we'll see in the in the end. So um, we try to get as as much as possible. Yeah, and uh, one thing is for sure, if you get 30 points, it would be definitely enough. So out of the last uh, 10 games, um, so that would mean we are we will finish with over 50 points. Um, yeah, but I think so. If if you come close to 40 points in general, um, it it hopefully is enough then, and we try to do this. Do you think winning six out of the ten will do it? To be honest, I don't look so far so far ahead. So it's it's more like I'm, I'm just sure that 21 point will, won't be enough. That's that's for sure. We need to win a few points, and if if it's with I don't know five wins and five draws, or with six wins or seven wins, whatever. So it's more like we go in, uh, into uh, each every game in order to win it anyhow. So it's not like we want to avoid a loss. So it's more like we go into each every game in order to attack the game and to win the game. That's why we want to start to play football, and this is also like still our still our spirit uh, in, uh, in these days. And uh, for that, so we don't look too far ahead. It's more like next game is to come. We we fight for the three points, and that's our that's our manner. Alex Chetty and. Timo Pukki were both on the bench hmm. uh, against Spurs. Uh, they've been ill earlier in the week. Are they now ready to start for you? Yes, much improved the the situation. Alex was already involved, also like nearly 30 minutes or 40 minutes uh, on during the during the last game, and was was alright. And also Timo uh, looks much much better right now, so um, was not too bad. And uh, they are both away. Okay. Um, Talked about Christoph Zimmerman earlier in the week needing to see a specialist. Does that happen? Really clear on his situation? Yes, and this is a big boost. So uh, yesterday he returned back on the on the training pitch was was with us, and um, yeah, we have to wait a bit how his body reacts right now, and also like um, we have a, a light session also this afternoon how he reacts. But it could be that he's involved also tomorrow, and uh, there's at least a chance that he will travel with us, and that's definitely a big uh, big boost uh, for us in general. Um, also that uh, Tim Closer returned back to team training, so it was of course. A bit special week yeah because of the cup game it was not like we had a normal uh, training week but more or less a good start for him and and um, yeah his body reacts quite good at the moment and yeah next week we'll have more or less a normal training week and uh, we'll see how his body then will uh, adapt to the to the load but he looks looks all right at the moment and it's good to have Tim also in the dressing room and, uh, and around and also is an experienced lad and also good for the for the spirit and he's full of yeah, full of motivation and, and really excited to be to be back and and it's good for the group to to have him back. How far away do you think he is from playing? 
he was uh, was out for six and a half months and uh, for that um, he won't be back just in, in seven or eight days so it's more like for him it's quite important right now the first step he's back in team training right now next week he will have his, uh, his first proper week together together with the team but who knows so if i'm honest it's it's a it's a nice little surprise that he's available um, also in team training during this season and yeah, perhaps after the next international break it uh, if everything goes further on like this he could be even a topic to be uh, to be picked for one of the games um, and it's at least good to, to have him back, that's definitely for sure. And the situation with Ralph Barham, where is he? Yes, nothing, nothing new. So we allowed him during during this week to 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 be in talks with uh, also some some other clubs because of course he's desperate to play. Uh, but uh, no news uh, at the moment. Uh, to be honest, I was also like unbelievable focused on the cup game right now, also on the Sheffield game. So um, our sporting director Stuart Webber is in, also in, in touch with him, but no news so far. So I expect uh, that there will be a decision um, over the weekend, but uh, nothing new uh, at the moment. Okay. But um, after the match at, uh, at Spurs, we saw. Eric Dyer in the crowd and the, you know, the FA were investigating mm. the tournament. I don't want to necessarily get into the specifics of it. But if there was a s similar situation mm. with a Norwich player, would you support them doing that? It's it's difficult for me to judge because I don't uh, don't know all the details. And if I'm honest, if I would have to judge about my player. I would want to know all the details and also to speak with the player what what has happened. So without uh, having this detailed information, I think it's it's uh, it would be disrespectful if there is advice from from yeah, a coach who is coaching the team who's sitting at the bottom of the table to a, to a player who is, has such a good reputation and uh, has also done so much also for the country with the national squad I think I'm not in the position I should give advice to such a player anyhow of course if it would be my player I would definitely speak with him and then uh, would also speak uh, publicly uh, about this uh, topic but I think I have to be uh, respectful not to speak about a topic that is a topic for Tottenham is a topic for Jose for, for Eric and uh, for that um, no comments to, to, to this incident uh, from my side Daniel um, obviously it's been a fantastic week um after previous big wins, for example, Manchester City, there was a little dip. How have you managed to encourage your team to ride the momentum, ride, I'm sure the spirits are very high in the dressing room at the moment, but not obviously get carried away remembering what happened last time? No, we are realistic. We know where we are coming from, and we know also in, in which position we are in the uh, in the league. It's still, yeah, we're still bottom of the of the table, and still long road in order, in order to to make sure that we earn the right to to play also um, yeah, during the next season in the uh, Premier League level. Uh, so for that, we are not too carried away. So um, well, it's it's good for the good for the mood, and I don't want to stop this the feel good factor. If I'm if I'm honest, because we had also to. Uh, to handle a uh, situation with uh, disappointments during during uh, the season and for that it's also also good to enjoy the mood but uh, um, I, I don't see the danger that we are overconfident or lose uh, the ground under our feet it's more like we take this confidence this good mood also into the next game and we need this definitely because it's a quite quite difficult uh, task at, she at Sheffield without any doubt. Um, both Norwich and Sheffield have similar squads to last season um, in terms of how well they've done, do you see them as inspiring? Do you still see them as equals? Mm. Yeah, first of all, I have to say I'm full of respect of what Sheffield United has, has done. Also, um, many compliments to to the job Chris has Chris has done. I think it's it's outstanding, and especially for Timo's promote, they they do an outstanding job. But you can't uh, compare these two clubs at all. So because uh, we have a completely different different approach, uh, different philosophy. Also, 
yeah in terms of how we how we play completely completely different um yeah i think in general also like in in, in terms of uh, how the 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 clubs were then able to to spend for example money uh, after after promotion so we can't compare so in i think over the last uh, two windows uh, sheffield was uh, then able to spend i think close to 70 million pounds or something like this and and um yeah, over the last two uh, windows, we have spent less than 1.7 million pounds. So I think you can't compare this for that. It's also too too far away to, to compare this uh, to clubs, but um, it doesn't take anything away. They're full of respect, and I think they're doing an incredible, incredible job. It's also like um, a bit, it was, if I'm honest, a bit bit more tricky because what Chris has done is also, uh, also quite important here yeah, because um, they were already unbelievably solid in terms of defending last season. Uh, and he sticked more or less to his defense, and it also was a bit on the on the uh, on the lucky side. And um, uh, I'm not jealous, but also like um, on lucky side that all his defensive players were always uh, available, more or less. Like he's he sticked to the same um, back three plus uh, the holding midfielder plus the wingbacks, like in the last season. So it's more like. Uh, they used to play with each other in the offense. They were able to add uh, also with um, uh, some. Uh, they were also able to to add some quality players. Uh, also with spending some money. And for us, of course, it was a bit the, the same plan. But we had uh, anyhow the the unlucky situation that our key players in the defense, Christoph Zimmerman, Ben Godfrey, Jim Close, also Grant Hanley, for for two and a half months were out, and we didn't have this defensive solidity in the beginning of the season and you see right now we are getting more and more solid in, in terms of defending it's also a big boost in, in terms of result and so it's more like um, yeah of course I think they, they have done a fantastic job but uh, we can't compare our situation with them but doesn't take anything away that um, yeah I'm full of full of respect and have many compliments for the work and last time around um, Norwich were leading at half time but then obviously lost in the second half um, in terms of improvements, 2020 has been strong. Um, do you feel that you know Sheffield very well and know how to and, and have obviously made improvements and can learn from obviously the last time around? Yes, we've played them uh, several times over, over the recent recent years and they are more or less playing always with the same philosophy and the same same approach. We have, uh, of course, many informations about them, but um, they also know exactly what we want to do. And uh, they know our squad perhaps better. And Chris Wilder knows uh, our squad perhaps much better than any other uh, any other coach on, on this level because we've played against each other quite, quite often. And each and every game was unbelievably close. So there were draws. There was win with uh, one goal for them, win was one goal for us, uh, away wins for both sides. So uh, in, uh, in general so it's it's always a unbelievable unbelievable difficult game and and uh, yeah special game and and always both both teams know that they have to be at the top of our game in order to be there with a successful uh, successful result and uh, it's the same topic also for tomorrow so we are unbelievably respectful i'm pretty sure that chris and his uh, his lads are also unbelievably respectful and for that will be an interesting game tomorrow and we have to be at our top level in order to to get some points but that's also the plan and just one on the FA Cup, obviously Manchester United won mm. last night um, and it's 28 years since Norwich got this far. How tough is it going to be to manage that balance between um, you know, this big opportunity in the FA Cup and relegation battle? Not that much because uh, there are different different competitions, of course. Yeah, when you have a unbelievable load during the week, um, it's not that easy sometimes. Uh, if one team is just uh, allowed to to stay at home and, and rest on the sofa, but Sheffield had also a game during the week, so I think it doesn't have effect so much uh, for this weekend. And the next FA Cup game will be at the weekend after that. There's an international break, so enough time to to calm down. So it's it's of course against Man United here at Carrow Road. Um, 
amazing amazing game for the club and and uh, we have already written a little piece of of history but we also know that there are bigger achievements in in, um, in world football than just the quarterfinal in the FA Cup it's more like to go to Wembley and to be successful there would be would be even bigger and of course we're also greedy to to be successful then but it's it's not so much my topic today so it's more like we'll concentrate um, yeah, in a couple of weeks on uh, on this topic but right now we are totally focused uh, on the Sheffield United game good Yes, thank God. Um, it was just a cramp. Um, also a bit understandable there yeah, because he didn't play in the starting lineup for nearly five weeks and then right now two games over 90 minutes and uh, slightly longer than 90 minutes within four days. So of course, of course a bit tricky and with the workload. Um, there were a few players for them. It was it was definitely a lot um, to, to have this 120 minutes against against. Um, against Tottenham but yeah we're not searching for any excuses no complaints anyhow we'll go in a good mood to Sheffield and uh, want to be successful but as you say on a broader point not just Emmy but the physical and also maybe the emotional mm. because the, the high the high mm. was so high you know mm. and everybody could see at the final whistle what it meant to the fans the mm. players to the staff how do you go from that point to try and get them again to almost a peak three o'clock on Saturday it must be very tough Yes, first of all, we have this experience from having important games during the week and then have to be switched on um, just a couple of days later. So also from the from last season, because we had so many midweek games also on championship level and we are used to do this. Um, if I'm honest, I'm not so concerned about the load. So really not at all. So the biggest problem was more or less the travel yeah, because anyhow, I love our coach driver, but anyhow, I got the feeling if, if you have to pick one person who finds each of you road closure in the whole Western Europe, he's the guy to go for. So it's more like uh, we found two or three uh, on the travel back and, and arrived just half three or something like this in the middle of the night and the players were not were not at home before four and, and a bit tricky to sleep. So that's the biggest problem if I'm honest. From the workload, um, not a problem uh, because uh, our fitness level is outstanding. Also, when I think about my midfield players, we shared the load. So I think um, the midfield player with the biggest load was Tom Tribal, 88 minutes. So all the others just played 70 minutes or less. So not a problem at all. Um, yes, of course, so for my back four, it was uh, was lots of load, but they are young lads. Yeah, Max Owen, Jamal Lewis. Ben Godfrey, even Grant Henley is not unbelievable old, so we put them uh, two days in the ice bars and they will be ready to go, so no problem at all. And in the offense, we have also some recreated players. Andre Duda was not involved, Timo Pukki was not involved. Yes, for Emmy it was a bit a bit tricky, if I'm honest, uh, also for Todd, but they're also both both young and they're in the rhythm. Um, yeah, with Emmy perhaps even a bit, we have to be a bit more careful and have to have a late decision if it makes sense to bring him again in the, in the starting lineup because in the third game um, on, on, on this level and uh, he was there was lots of workload and he didn't play that much before so uh, it will be a late decision but for all the others I'm not concerned at all and, and for that um, yes it was important to calm the nerves a bit down also like uh, to spend a lot uh, concentration on uh, recovery and, and uh, just uh, the training the load during the training sessions were, um, were not too much so for that um, everything's okay and we travel in a good mood can I ask you about the top end of the pitch, Josip Dermich again showed what I think we can all see here is now that in the box he comes alive, similar again to his goal at Burnley in the last round. How close is he in your mind now to, you know, maybe starting a game in the Premier League instead of Timu? Because 
we all know what TV does offer and as you've always said whenever you've been asked no issues at all I know the mm. guy will score goals but mm. it has been quite tough for him maybe since he broke his, his toe there at Leicester so, so where are you with that sort of mm. selection issue? Yeah first of all I don't see them more or less like um, competitors or, um, or whatever so it's more like I judge my, my, my strikers as a team and for me it's important that we are there with many striker goals and uh, for me it's not important who scores uh, it's just important that we are there with striker goals and also I have to mention uh, Adam Adam Eder because I think he had also a decent impact uh, in the in the cup game. He didn't score, but with his movements in behind, with his pace, he created many many um, uh, good situations. Also created space for for his teammates. I'm pretty pleased with my strikers. Yeah, Timo obviously already with many goals, but uh, also Josep he was sadly injured that long. And he for him the most important point is uh, to to stay fit and because. Um, yeah, when I when I judge his last games in the starting lineup, Burnley he scored, also Tottenham he scored, and uh, I was pretty pleased with him because it was not not a easy game for him because he was not that involved and perhaps he didn't look in this game that sharp like he was, for example, at, at Burnley because it was a bit complicated. But he always has this appearance on the pitch that he could create something and and uh, could could score and he has this natural predatory uh, uh, instinct anyhow and and. Um, I tell you what, so quite often we speak about a goal, bicycle kick in the top corner or Jamal's goal is then nominated for any prize or whatever. I would nominate this goal for a prize because this is exactly what I was speaking about a few weeks ago when I spoke about this mentality of, of, of a Hoover salesman. Yeah? Because I tell you what, as a striker, 30 times you will make this one and you don't get the ball because the goalkeeper saves the ball or put it to the other side. But then there is this one moment when you bring yourself with this movement in, in, uh, into the position in order to score. And this is important. You need to anticipate this and you need to be switched on in order to, to have this movement and not to be lazy and think, okay, I, I don't get the outcome. Probably the goalkeeper will save this. So be be patient and 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 go further on and always have this movement and to have this 29 times without any outcome and then to be there and, and score a goal it's for me a really really top class striker goal and Josep uh, um, is is really blessed with his gift to have this anticipation and he has this natural born goal scorer instinct and you can't learn this and i'm pretty pretty happy that i have Josep and he's also Different in comparison uh, comparison to Timo, for example, also in this in this trench, and they come quite a lot, uh, 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 quite well um, uh, together along, and and for that, um, pretty pleased that I have them, and and Josep is always in my mind. But with with Timo, do you, I think mean, he's not going to get a break this summer because he's obviously so important to Finland. But do you feel he's played a lot of football now for club and country over this period of time that you know you could do with a, a proper break, not just the odd game here or there? Mm. Yes, the workload uh, on Timo was of course quite high and it was also a bit, bit due to that uh, Josef was injured uh, that long. I think uh, would have perhaps gave him a bit of rest um, uh, even even a bit earlier. But believe me, so as, as no other human being on this planet who recovers quicker than a striker who scores goals. And uh, when Timo scores, or for example like Josef, uh, it was the first time uh, in the starting uh, lineup since a while and then to play 120 minutes. So actually, uh, you would say, okay, he's not available at all, but there's no other human being on the planet who recovers quicker than, than a striker who has scored a goal. Um, and for that, um, if you score, then you don't feel the uh, the load so much. And it was the same on, on Timo. Sometimes you have a period, you score and score and score, and it's not a problem at all. And we know we have, we have strikers right now who are capable to score. And also 
Adam is a, is a good option he's, because he can also play on the wing and is uh, is definitely a, um, has, a, has had a decent impact also in the last game and in general so I'm pretty pretty pleased with my strikers and it's more like um, it's good to, to have them all available right now Final one for me uh, on Chris Wilde did his media yesterday very complimentary about you again you obviously go quite a way back now from you know your first season in the championship and he actually the point you talked about that you said he wasn't jealous but you would have liked defensively particularly not to have the injuries in contrast and he made that point that you know it's very hard as a manager you can try and do as much as you want man management wise or, or tactically but fundamentally if your best players are injured for a long period of time it is very hard especially in the Premier League and, and he's obviously had a clean bill of health so while he's obviously you know very impressed with the work you're doing it does underline that there's elements that are outside your control as a manager isn't it Yes, uh, that's right. So in football and sometimes also in life, you sometimes you need a bit of luck. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely definitely for sure. But um, it's also like um, success is also no coincidence. So it's it's important to to go further on. And uh, even when there are some odds against you, so there's there's no reason to to give up and to um, and um, you have to keep going. And that's quite important. And um, it's more like this is a mentality that, that we have as a club and also my my players. So it's it's all odds can be can be against us. So we will keep going and and try to make also something external possible and of course it would have been a bit easier yeah to, to have had all my key players in the beginning of the season and a season develops yeah sometimes when you are then there in a good position and you win points and then you go into the next game with a bit more confidence and you can go into a away game and think okay even though one point is a good result and then you go into such a game and then you even win this game because you don't have that much pressure it's slightly different in order uh, to go into a, into a game in the position where you think okay we need to win we need to win in order to close the gap of course it's then a bit more difficult yeah? but sometimes you can't choose and we are right now in this position where we have to close the gap and, and uh, for that yeah, we totally accept our situation and we will keep, go, uh, we will keep going and uh, go further on and um, yeah sometimes sometimes it's really difficult uh, to accept uh, that there are so many setbacks during during a season like we had not only with injuries but there were also some other crazy things with VAR and something like this but no complaints from our side we keep going and we'll see what the outcome is in the end in the, the penalty shootout Tim Krull was doing his mind games and Todd Cantwell was doing his keepy up is Norris seemed completely in control of the situation he seemed completely confident it, it, do you feel that finally the whole squad believes that it is off the level and capable of beating anybody now? It takes a long time for the promoted side. Yes, it would be would be easy right now to celebrate ourselves and say, okay, we work a lot in our mental strength and uh, to have this attitude and this energy and anyhow, it was due to our great work. Um, yeah, sometimes you can also, although you have this, lose a penalty shootout. And uh, but if I'm honest, so. I felt the spirit uh, during during the whole game, and also before before the penalty shootout it was also like I want to give give my players lots of confidence, and also like didn't ask for okay who takes the penalties. More like uh, I judge it was a monologue who takes the penalties, and it's more like uh, how to how to how to how to score as well. So I tried to give them a bit positivity and also belief in our strength. And I told them even before the penalty shootout, but whatever happens uh, during the shootout, in the end, the yellow shirts will, will celebrate. So sometimes after that, it could could even happen there uh, that you have to eat your words as a coach. So it's, uh, it's not like uh, it always works, but I got the feeling, okay, we have this energy and come on, let's focus them even a bit more and give them this confidence. And thank God my lads didn't let me down. And um, yeah, they were fantastic in this penalty shootout. 
some some of the away games have been more like the fans have gone off in hope rather than expectation. But there was a feeling you can get points away from that now. Yes, but I have had this feeling, if I'm honest, um, during each um, during the whole season. Yeah, we were the best. Um, team with the best away record in the in last season with also some yeah really really good results um yeah you know, win at goodest park for example or something like this for us it's not that easy on this level yeah to win each and every away game and uh, yeah especially the last home games were quite good and quite successful uh, but we also um, already um, a few really really good uh, away games and also good away results and we always believe that we can win points on the road Daniel, who, who would have taken the fifth penalty on Wednesday? Uh, Josep Primic was uh, on the, oh, on the paper, yes. yes. Um, but after that, we would have given up. So it's, uh, if you would have <laughs> one after five, we didn't have any more. Okay, Grant Hanley said that Tim Gore would have taken one before he did. He would. Grant asked me who is number six. I said Ben Godfrey. And then who is number seven? I said, then we give up. If we don't win after six, we give up. <laughs> um, in terms of with, say, Mario and... Tom, do you have a, uh, I don't know if it's the right word, but a degree of sympathy then coming into quite a high uh, tempo still, big game, having not had a lot of action and having to deliver it? It felt like they looked a little bit rusty, but then they haven't played much, so you almost have to kind of take that into consideration, I suppose. No sympathy because this level where we have to deliver because it's more or less like each and every game day we have to deliver on uh, on um, on this level yeah, and sometimes. Um, yeah, you have to give even even a bit more, but I can judge it in a realistic way. I know there's a bit criticism because of the performance anyhow, but I was pleased if I'm uh, if I'm honest because I know that to come straight away into the starting lineup and not to be involved in the recent games and to play this game without being in your rhythm, uh, I didn't expect them uh, to win the game uh, all alone, and and I was quite pleased with uh, with Evans. Also, I think we also have to keep in mind that the last games when Tom. And Mario and also, for example, Marcus Tiepermann were in the starting uh, starting line. We were quite successful. And uh, it's also like, it's not so much about the individual performance. It's also about the team performance and the team result. And they were also played their part and were quite crucial uh, in order to let us be successful in the, in the game. So I think, Tom, the last three games he was involved. Okay, it was, you can call it just cup games, but we were successful. And it's uh, it's good to, to, to have him. Um, and uh, yeah, of course, but Mario was involved sometimes also in the, in the league game, yeah, in a loss against Man United, for example, when we didn't look that great, but it was not just due to Mario, for example. So uh, I'm totally happy with them. So it's, I think in general, it's, it's important that we judge them also in the, in the right way. I think uh, when we are capable to dominate possession and we are capable to be in control over the game, they are top class players, even even on this level, yeah, because they feel a pass. They they can make look our game much more comfortable with their vertical pass. It's more like, yeah, Mario can be a genius on the pitch. The same the same Tom. It's more like they don't even have to see the pass. They they have a feel and the sense for a pass, and this is outstanding. They're blessed with this gift. So when we are in control over the game, when we are in possession, I think they are they are outstanding even on, even on this highest level. Yeah, but it's also important. Sometimes to to judge, yeah, um, we on this level also sometimes we have to defend and we need some physical strength in the, in the center of the park. We also have to defend and there are also games when we have to defend a bit more on this level than just to be in control over the game. And for that, then we have to accept that they can't be 
each and every minute uh, on the pitch and it's always like to, to find the right balance but I'm totally happy that uh, that I have them of course they are not overly happy when they don't play each each and every minute and I'm, I also like to see them on the pitch yeah, because anyhow our, our game of course with them looks fluent and also sometimes with a genius touch and, and something like this but it's always uh, like to, to, to find the right balance and even in this game yeah, I think Mario played for example also some, some nice passes Tom was good, good in the build up yeah, of course, and again, suppose uh, sometimes, yeah, we have had perhaps a bit, a few problems because it's more like uh, uh, you have to accept the the nature of the player. It was the same yeah, when we have to speak about yeah players like don't want to compare them with world class players, but where we had Pirlo, for example, or Xabi Alonso in his, his late thirties with the ball, they were world class. And when they had to defend, they were probably not the best choice to to go for and. It's 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 a bit with uh, the same also with uh, with Tom and, and Mario. So w when we are in, in control over the game, they are top top class. Yeah, sometimes against the ball, yeah, you would go perhaps per, for, for a bit different profile. But uh, anyhow, so they are so important for our group, and I'm pretty pretty happy that we have them. Did um, did Adam open your eyes to what he can do in a slightly different role on Wednesday? I'm, I'm thinking obviously you're missing Anel for probably much of the rest of the season. Yes, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't label it as open my eyes because um, I trusted him to do this because otherwise I wouldn't have brought him in on this uh, on this position. But um, he used the chance, and this was quite important. So I know that, of course, he's he's actually a, a natural striker, but he because of his pace, he can also. Um, can shine on the wings sometimes, and uh, at the moment we have a situation yeah, when Ornell is uh, is injured, and, and more like we we have played or have started then also with wingers who likes to come inside and play a bit more in the pockets, a bit more like a number ten, then to have a slightly different profile and to change a game with, and also the balance of the game was was having a completely different type on such a position was was making m movements in behind. So, so I think it was crucial in order in order like to have a decent impact on the on the game and. Um, yeah, I'm pretty grateful that he that he fulfilled also what I what I um, was hoping for and expecting for. But uh, he used his chance, and uh, he's definitely also a good option uh, right now to bring in and also in his defensive workload. So it was quite difficult then to defend Aurier, so a player who also likes to drive forward. But I think he uh, matched him also quite well, and pretty pleased for Adam. Brilliant. And just finally, uh, yeah, obviously you've spoken a lot about Chris Wilder and, and yourself. I mean, it's kind of. Uh, Finally, looking back at the first time you guys would have come together and how um, there was, you know, that confrontation of what it was. But is it fair to say that from that situation, it, it, the way you guys sort of deal with each other is as good as any other manager in England? Or Yes, yeah, so in, uh, in general, so perhaps you have to say it was not love on the first view or something like this, yeah. But um, after that, uh, sometimes uh, the biggest love develops, and uh, sometimes, sometimes uh, then even a bit deeper. And we have a really, really good relationship, and I think we're both unbelievably respectful and and um, unbelievably happy for him that um, he gets so many compliments and uh, well deserved, and and um, he's doing a fantastic job, and we're both full of respect, and also like uh, I think it's it's a good way I always speak about. There, there's no book where you can read how football works or how to be successful. There are always different ways and different different approaches. And when you compare their style and our style, and also the style and the philosophy of, of of the club and of our club, I think they are different in. in 
many topics sim similar in a few as well um, but also like uh, full of class and, and full of quality what what he's doing and i'm full of respect and we have quite a quite a good a good relationship and uh, that's definitely for sure we are quite often in touch and and with many complimentary uh, text messages as well but yeah tomorrow we'll be competitors and i'm pretty sure that he wants the three points i want the three points but uh, like i mentioned before shake hand before the game also uh, after the game and um, yeah we have a quite good relationship